This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Soyuz Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined f- from Fukutani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. Is it as cold there as it has been here? No. We uh, had 17 degrees today, but we are actually going to have like 12 degrees tomorrow, and I don't know how I'm going to cope with that freezing cold. And I mean that completely facetiously, and I apologise, but that's my odd living in the North Island humour. <laughs> For someone that grew up variously in Port Chalmers and Otorahua, you should understand what the cold is like and how yes, beautiful the and cold can be. The cold can be so good. And my cousin told me it was snowing today in Dunedin. Yes, while I was at the bus stop. Oh, <laughs> It didn't snow here, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) And who are we introducing today? Today it is my great pleasure to introduce Paul Allen. And Paul Allen is like on my hero list, actually, for a number of reasons. Um, One, he's a singer-songwriter, which music makes the world go round in my life. Um, He's an emergency management officer in a country where we're just on the brink of an emergency at any given moment in time. And he spent 12 years uh, working for the Chamber of Commerce, but in particular working in the Young Enterprise Programme, um, which is, I think, one of the greatest gifts that we can give to our youngins is, is that hope and, and teach them to dream for the future. So, Paul, that is um, a hell of a life, really. Well done. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, kia ora, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, look, I thoroughly enjoy what I do Um uh, albeit with some glitches recently, but uh, with, with some health. But um, um, look, be, being able to support communities and support young people and support um, uh, people to get on with life and be more sustainable in how they live their lives, how how they can um, be resilient to um, whatever life throws at them is, is a really important aspect of what I do and who I am. And and the and the singer songwriter part of me. Um, yeah, I, I I play a lot. I write a lot of music, um, um, and it's a good release for me as well as uh, hopefully people enjoy it as well. So, Paul, how was your bubble life? How was the lockdown for you? So um, last year through through the COVID uh, level four lockdown, uh, I worked from home. Um, we, uh, um, which to be honest, I adored. Uh, I, I loved it. There's just two of us here, myself and my wife, Wendy. Um, and uh, I've got my office space, which is surrounded by musical instruments and guitars and bits and pieces. A bit of a distraction. Um, um, but 
being able to not commute to work every day, um, watch people walk past the window on their daily walks, um, get to meet neighbours socially distanced uh, or physically distanced, any I should say, um, um, as they're walking past, um, um, met so many neighbours that that I hadn't seen for for a long time. Um, it was it was a um, from a work point of view, really, really busy, um, absolutely really flat tack with, with what we're doing as a response. But um, but actually working from home, um, spending a lot more time with Wendy and, and um, was absolutely wonderful and loved it. So you managed to avoid spending the whole lockdown in the bunker? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm saying that having multiple zoom meetings every day um uh, up to six zoom meetings a day type of thing and and um you can get over zoom meetings very quickly so it's a very different sort of civil defense emergency normally it's quite a rapid onset and then moving oh. quite quickly to recovery but this was sort of a lower level but went on and on oh absolutely and and um very, yeah, slow moving, but adapt, being able to adapt really quickly. And we're, we're coming up with new systems and new ways of doing things. Um, and fortunately, we have the we have the technology available at the time, which worked really, really well. And um, working with some fantastic people um, across agencies, across not-for-profit organisations, through the City Council and, and um, 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 yeah, absolutely amazing, the, the number of people who were able to assist in that response it was really good what got you into that sort of work you, you were talking before about supporting communities supporting resilient mm. communities is that something that mm. that's driven you for a while i've, I've always been uh, a strong advocate for the community especially uh, especially my community of uh, geographic community which is sort of the south dunedin um area on the flat out here um I've always been a passionate supporter of this area and, and anything which I can do to support that growth, um, the um, the ability for people to be able to celebrate themselves, see the strength and what they already have around them is something which I've always been passionate about. Um, this position came up um, about four years ago. I saw this as an opportunity for me to step into uh, working full time in my passion. So um, and, and it's been um, really good I thoroughly enjoy it so is a big chunk of the job about helping communities prepare i mean we think of the headlines we think of the what's happening you know while it's raining or what immediately after the earthquake but it, it sounds to me as though these resilient communities it's as much about helping communities prepare for that Absolutely. I mean, it's ideally, the, the community needs to be able to look after themselves in an emergency, and and the more they can, um, the more they can prepare and put systems in place that they're able to do that um, without outside help, the better. Um, it just means that when there is a, a situation where someone's in, in desperate need, um, we can redirect those resources to where it's actually needed. So if we know a community is being looked after and looking after themselves, okay. Um, then, then that's fantastic. Then, we've, then that's um, the community's doing a great job, and we're we, um, in that preparation. If they're, they're really supported, let's take the first of your music tracks. Let's have a Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now. Why this one? 
Um, I, I suppose it's actually quite relevant from the, the current uh, health situation as well. Things can sometimes get on top of you and it makes it very hard to see the good or the the, the, the sunshine or, or things like that. And um, the reason why this song in particular, Johnny Nash wrote it after he had uh, cataract surgery. Um, so I can see clearly now, was lit, was literal, he, he could see clearly now. Um, and so it was like having those things removed from your eyes, um, you can see clearly. So when things are, it, it's a song about hope. And I think that's what I really think we all need through any, any difficult time, whether it's, whether it's COVID lockdowns or any other, any other issues. Um, we all need that hope and I can see clearly now is certainly about hope. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. I think I can make it now. The pain is gone. All of the bad feelings have disappeared. does a resilient community look like can, can we tell before a disaster that this is a resilient community I, I think a resilient community is one that looks after each other um and so it doesn't have to be an, about emergencies it's about whether a community um is connecting with each other uh, um 
and and by community it could be your street your neighbors how well do you know your neighbors um um do you actually know your neighbors do you know their names uh, do you have you met them have, have you said hello um it's celebrating good times and bad times it's it's being able to um be connected so uh, i mean as a as a musician there's a there's a certain amount of of resilience within the studied music community as well because we're we're quite close-knit um there's so many things happening amongst that that community as well um and um so when something happens we all get behind each other and support each other through that and i think that's a sign it doesn't have to be a, an emergency it could be a positive thing like a, a music festival or celebration or something uh which we had recently with um a number of music events, whether it be Nook and Cranny Music Festival, Music for the People, um, the the um, Midwinter Carnival, again, where musicians just get together and support the city and what's happening. And it's, it's encouraging that interconnectedness and that joining together. So whether that be as a geographic place, uh, whether that's a people of interest, uh, a, a group of uh, people of interest, um, um, whether that's ethnic communities, whether that's um, um, physical, whatever. If, if people are supportive of each other, then it shows resilience. That's an important message, but not one that fits neatly onto the back of the telephone book. I actually don't know no. if they still have the civil defence information on the back of a telephone book. I haven't seen a telephone book for years, but let's imagine that it still is. How, how do you promote that kind of message, that the, the positive stories are important for building that, that strong community? I think the biggest thing there is actually just get to know the people around you and spend time with the people around you. And, and um, if it means going out of your way to introduce yourself to a new neighbor or, or um, just saying hello when someone wanders past and, and actually saying, g'day, how are you? Wave, um, be smiling. Um, um, just being, being there and being present for those people around you. I think that's a simple message. Um, we did it through COVID. Um, the number of people that we met through our daily walks uh, when we wandered past, we met all these wonderful people. Um, we don't see that now, but how do we capture some of that? And it's just by saying, continuing to say, g'day, how are you? How are things going? Um, those conversations over the back fences are, are, are really, really important. Do you see that we have managed to keep some of that those positive community things like saying hello to each other. Are you seeing that we've managed to hang on to those things? I, I think we sort of have. Um, we've, we've, we've hung on to the concept that it's a good idea. Um, um, do I see as many people walking as I used to? Um, not as many, but still, certainly there's still people out there going for walks daily. And I mean, if I'm at home for any length of time, like I have been recently, um, you still see a number of people walking past and, and you can wave and say hello. And that's that's really good. So, uh, But it's something which we do need to practice. Um, be deliberate about it uh, because it's too easy to get caught up in day-to-day -day life and busyness will drag us all down into our old ways. Uh, it's very, nat very natural for us as, I suppose, Kiwis to live behind our fences inside of our houses and not venture outside to the neighbours. But, um, yeah. We've been asking people what they think of the the be kind message and perhaps why it was successful. But I think you've just hit on something there. I think 
that maybe we need to actively practice being kind maybe maybe that's why it was successful that it's a reminder that we do need to actually practice it it's not while we know it at heart it's something we should do it was actually a prompt for us to do it yeah oh absolutely and and the whole message and how it was portrayed uh uh, to to us um was so well led uh, and it's still a message that we all desperately need to hear uh, because again you don't know what people are going through um um you don't know what difficulties they're experiencing um and and having someone come up to you when you're going through a difficult time and they are kind to you means so much uh so that when someone when when someone does uh, reach out to you um um it means so much when they put their hand on your shoulder and say, hey, look, are you doing okay? Or if they're reaching out by a text message or a phone call or a, or, um, a, or a, a, a Facebook message or something like that. When someone actually reaches out to to see how you're going, it does mean a lot to you. And if we can encourage that as a continue, continuing thing, then I think that's a, a message which we need to take through in every aspect of our life. And hope that we can hang on to that. That, that feeling that we had of that stronger community. And yes, there was the downsides to the lockdown and the ongoing lockdown. There are people that are struggling because of it. But most people that we've talked to have said that almost embarrassed that the lockdown was was good for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it was it was um, I, I loved it. The, the going outside and all you could hear was the sound of birds and I live near the sea, so waves crashing and birds, no cars. Um, it was a shame when level level two got here and suddenly you said, what's that noise? Well, it's actually the sound of the city. Um, and that, that hum was back. And it was just like, no, I, yeah, that, I, I, miss the, I miss the fresh air, the bird song, the, the sound of the waves crashing, just, yeah. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokadui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars and your beloved universes. I really hope, wherever you are, whatever's happening around this journey that we're on together, proven to be very rewarding, very sustaining and illuminating for you each day. Who you are, the triumph of nature's perfect, unique and here and the better. Thank you. So as you know, for all of us, we have had the last more than a year now in a very challenging, stressful time together. And I know for me, these five minutes with you have helped immeasurably in that time. And I'm so grateful to Sam, the whole Blown Bubbles team, for having me and to all of you and to everyone who is part of the show. I think innately as a species, we are drawn to story. We are constantly looking for meaning and different ways to conceptualize and understand what is taking place around us and of course we have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years as a species if not longer we're still finding out some of our our origins and of course we are co-evolving with all life infinite web we are connected to all life and as part of the living world we are subject to cycles and changes in just the same way as all life moves through different phases. It's been very interesting for me being alive over the last several months and moving through different phases for myself 
doing my best to organise this memorial concert for a lovely friend who passed away at the start of the year and working with all sorts of different people in order to do this and everyone's been so kind of helpful. And this is a large project in the external universe. And of course I think innately as a species we want to have a positive impact and we want to have opportunities to make things happen in the external universe. I also feel at the same time we want to journey within, we want to understand and connect with our inner world and our internal universe and throughout our history we've done this in different ways. Where we are now societally there's less of a focus on residential opportunities to journey within. We don't have the nunneries and the monasteries where many family members would go. And instead we have these much larger external worlds that take our time, take our attention. And this inner work must continue alongside those. It has to to run alongside. So I think for all of us, it's really important to take the opportunities to rest and reflect and go within when we can. And the more we practice this, I know for myself, the more we are tuning into our own cycles and our own needs, following these quite instinctual messages from our different realms of being, instructing us to rest, instructing us to reflect. And by heeding these calls for rest and reflection, Not only do we recharge ourselves so that we can move back into the external universe and accomplish more and help more, but we also honour ourselves and our trust in ourselves. So I really hope for you, whatever's happening around you, both internally and externally, those voyages are going very well, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much. Kakite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We are talking with Paul Allen. Paul, uh... In your work with the Chamber of Commerce, your role was to, um, one of your roles was to inspire young people uh, into their businesses. In your, uh, in your singer-songwriting, you're creative. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, in, in both of those, your imagination would have to be so huge, a massive imagination to be able to kind of see where you're going. Do you, do you use that also in your in your work in emergency management is that part of your role the, the way i look at it uh, i mean creativity is part of who i am it's my it's in my dna it's um if i'm not writing songs i mean i've written oh gosh uh, since beginning of june i've written about 12 songs um um um, um i write poetry it, working with young people uh, working with communities, um, every everybody you meet and talk to is different. So you can't go in with one way, set plan of this is how we do things. And so the first thing you're doing when you're meeting a new community, whether that's through my uh, work now or whether it was through um, a young enterprise or whether it's through the chamber or, or any other um, community I'm doing working with, is is you're always asking, well, what do you want? And and you're led by the community that you're going into. Um, and so it's a it, it, so it's a matter of of um, 
adapting on the fly, as it were, to to whatever the needs that are presenting, and that it, it, it takes a certain amount of creative thinking to be able to do that and um, uh, um, uh, um, quick adaptions. Um, I can remember once going to give a talk to what I thought was a group of of uh, um, uh, carers for a for, for a, a group of disabilities, um, and I walked into the room and realised it was the uh, the clients of this organisation, not the not the carers. My notes were completely out the window uh, because it was at a completely different level. But what what because again, uh, you can adapt adapt and and change things. You just you just go with the go with the flow, and you change the message. It's the same message, but delivered in a in a different way so that it's more understandable for people whoever's in front of you. Now that's. That goes for uh, whatever community that you're working with. You, you're always trying to look for how, what are the needs of them, and how can I change what I do and, and adapt and um, do whatever the, that the community needs. Paul, when there is an emergency and things are going wrong, do you sit and see the end of that? Like, can you see the way through? How does, what's um, the process for managing that? I, I suppose my role in an emergency is I'm supporting the controller. So so I'm part of a, I'm a cog in the wheel of that. Um, so um, the structure of of um, civil defence has, has a really strong structure so that um, the controller who is in charge, we will support them and their decisions and their roles in, in any way that we can within the structure that we need to. So, so um, I'm, I'm one of one of a uh, number of cogs in the wheel for that. Um, um, certainly, when it comes to uh, things, um, other events and stuff like that that I that I organise outside of work, um, like if I'm organising a concert or a, 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 an event, I usually start with the poster. Mm. Um, uh, um, I've got the I've got the visual thing. I know what I want to see. Um, I can design the poster, and then I'll work backwards from there and think, "Oh, now I need some details." I suppose, um, <laughs> and work back, <laughs> um, and we'll work back. But I, but but because I've got that vision of what I want to achieve in that in that thing, um, then I know that everything will come together. It's when I don't have that vision of what what needs to happen then things can go astray or get forgotten or whatever. But if I if I've got that picture. Uh, that big picture, then I know that I can get there. Is that a a thing that you've learned, or is that something? Have you always thought that way? I, I've always thought that. I've always been a big picture person. Um, um, it's not that I don't like details. I I do, but um, not necessarily linear. I don't go from A to B to C to D. Um, I'll go to A to Z, back to Q, then into s and back down to b then all over the place to 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 get to the to get to the finished product um um but i usually start with the big picture that's that's always the way in which i've been Hmm. what's your approach to to writing songs Do, do they appear as perfectly formed masterpieces that you just have to write down or is is a a nugget of an idea that you work on where does it come from um it's a mixture uh there's um there's some songs which do seem to fall out of my 
fingers as I'm playing guitar and, and writing, and they form very quickly. Um, um, a few weeks ago, on the bus home from work, one day I sat and was writing out lyrics. Um, I got together with uh, a friend of mine, Rosa Black, uh, who uh, in the in the evening I showed her the the um, uh, the lyrics that I had. We spent the next two hours crafting it. Um, and she she sung it. She took the words that I wrote and sung sung it in a way that I was feeling it, um, which was uh, we were on the same wavelength for that, and we performed it the following night. At a, at a gig so um so sometimes it can work really well like that um other times um i might have some lyrics for a while or a concept or there'll be this churning inside me which i just know i just need to get alone and work something out of recent times um just with my health the way it is has been i have just been able to brain dump onto paper and um, record straight away um, uh, to the point where songs have been falling out um, pretty much fully formed um, in a in a um, in a good way. But I mean, something describing mental health and anxiety and and, and depression, um, um, great for songwriting. But I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. So let's take the second of your music choices, one of yours from your recent release and he flies and never lost the way why this one um again never lost the way is is about hope um the fact that you can go through dark times and you do go through dark times um and it's it, it, i mean the, the the last line of the song is a bright new uh, a bright new uh, dawn uh, comes again and it's it's about this bright new dawn is going to come um and it's it's going through those tough times, knowing that there's going to be light coming, and and never lost the way is saying, well, sometimes you do get lost along the way. Sometimes you feel like you're you can't see the path where you're going, um, but you've just got to push through. And um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is there is a, there is hope at the end of the day, or the or, or in this particular case, there's hope there's hope at the end of the night. Um, um, as the sun does rise, even if it's behind thick cloud, it's never totally black. Um, and um, there is always light. And that light conquers, that conquers the darkness which is around. Somewhere deep in the middle of the night Revelation, everything's alright Heart racing with a fire deep within Kindling thought of where to begin Nothing left to block 
deep within my heart Once lost not knowing where to start The journey on to brave new lands Remembering back to where it all began I never lost the way But darkness made it fade away With shadows gathered all around It's time to start again With nothing left to block the way A bright new dawn is coming round I never lost the way But darkness made it fade away The shadows gathered all around It's time to start again With nothing left to block the way A bright new dawn is coming round A bright in terms of that time to start again people are talking about the the covid as an opportunity for us to have a bit of a a rethink a, a rahui or um and then some people are saying it's a recovery it's a, a you know let's get back to business as usual others are saying no it's a regeneration what are you seeing it as an opportunity for i i think it is a time to reassess what's important um uh, it's something which I'm having to do uh, at, at the moment and working out well what's what's really important to me what's what do I hold value um if things are going to be so much in turmoil what how much time do you want to spend doing stuff which you're just busy doing and what stuff is stuff which is really important to your values and what you hold dear and to what you want to achieve with your life and and um really thinking about it's actually time to start looking at some of that stuff and think well what do I want to do um and that could be good things for the community that could be working in your passion and again when you're working in your passion um then you're going to be helping and supporting people around you as well because they're going to see that and feed off that passion as well and you're going to achieve a lot more by working in your passion We've seen lots of changes in society over the last, I was going to say few months, because it used to be three months, few months. But now, of course, it's a year or more. Get to the point, Samuel. We've seen lots of changes in society. What do you think is going to stick? What do you hope will stick? I, I hope that people will remember the messages of be kind. I think that's one of the big things which I hope people do remember that people aren't as rushed as perhaps they used to be. They're not in a mad keen 
thing to rush overseas for their big expensive overseas holidays and and nothing about nothing bad about necessarily having a decent holiday but actually looking around locally and thinking well we've got so much good stuff here in new zealand um let, let's start exploring our own neighborhoods and by that let's start exploring our own towns uh let's um uh, the 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 um our own our own island that we're on whether it's um here in the south or in the north or wherever you find yourself let's start exploring get to know that because we've got so many good things here in new zealand that we don't need to travel overseas we don't need to um have so much stuff around us that will to spend so much here or there or to um there's so much which we can enjoy in the here and now around us at the end of lockdown, while those of us that were enjoying that moment of calm feared that we would rush back to being busy, and to the most part we did rush back to being busy, do you think we can pull it off this time when we don't rush back to being busy on a larger scale? Uh, I'd, I'd hope so, but... Um these things habits are easily to fall, fall back onto uh, and the trap of being busy is one which i know really well uh, and and you just get busy in doing things and doing things and doing more things and and it's, it's a road which doesn't lead to very good places um and i think we need to start taking a bit more time and care for ourselves um and those we love uh, around us and um and that means taking a taking things a bit slower and concentrating on those things which we really want to do and and if we can if we can take that forward if we can learn those lessons from from covid um those valued relationships that we so missed because we couldn't go out to meet people if we value those relationships even more now because we can and actually spend time with those people then that's a really good thing the theme of this show is positive but not deluded and i'm thinking back to your song that never lost the way and it's about that knowing that there will be a bright new dawn do you think that there's that's an important thing about the maintaining that that positive that little flame of being positive even if you can't actually see what the what the next positive thing is Oh, absolutely. I think um, what, one of my uh, favourite quotes is, um, um, well, it's so called the Stockdale Paradox, which basically is um, written, uh, which was um, a guy who was a prisoner of war through the Korean War, I think it was Korean War, and he was a prisoner for a long period of time, an American admiral. And it basically says, um, don't deny the circumstances that you're in, but never give up on hope. Um, it's just that don't never lose that hope, um, but without denying these circumstances. So acknowledge the fact that actually times are really tough, but we will get through. And it's not to say we'll be through by Christmas or we'll be by, by next week everything's going to be okay. It's just that we will get through and hold on to the fact that, that you've got that hope and you will get through. It might be a long, hard slog, but we will get through and just keep on holding on to that and hope and thinking and, and talking to people and get that support that we all need and supporting each other on this journey because we, know, we, we all know that we're not doing it alone. Yeah, that's a good 
thing to take away that not setting a timeline, not saying it's going to, you know, this is all going to be over by Christmas, but it will get there. But the opposite or the, the converse of that perhaps is that we responded to the pandemic because it was immediate and we could say this is going to happen by Thursday. But things like climate change, social injustice, biodiversity, all those big kind of things that we can't solve by staying at home for a few weeks, they don't have that this is going to start on Thursday. And we haven't mm. we haven't been able to respond to them. And that's a that's a really good point because if we if we look at some of those circumstances, we we should be treating some of those things or all of those things with the same urgency as we treated with with COVID. Um, um, equality issues, social justice, climate change—they're all things which are critical to not just our survival this year, but the survival for all of us forever um, um climate change in particular is is how to how to how can we adapt how do we what do we need to do now to be able to cope with some of those things uh, to to adapt to change to um um to to alter the future uh, to to make it a more positive thing um and whether and that's adaption now is it's change now but it's also thinking long term as well and um, I think one of the one of the, the, the sad parts about this is often it's built around a three years political cycle, um, um, and the thinking that's required for some of these things it can't be over a three year political cycle. It's got to be we're looking at fifty hundred years thinking, and it, that takes a lot of courage to be able to um, start to think about those things, but actually start to put things in action now, which are going to have long term benefit but it's going to have short-term costs i have some questions to end the show paul what is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years um i've launched two albums personally <laughs> yeah, so um, um yeah so personally yeah um releasing music and, and performing um having some really good friends beside me um uh, I consider that uh, 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 one of the best things that's ever happened to me. We're writing a book of these conversations. Actually, we're writing two. One of them is Mawira's thesis. It's getting handed in real soon. The second one is called Tomorrow's Heroes. It is our team of people doing good work. So you are in that team. What's the superpower that got you into the mansion? Oh, gosh. Um, um Good question. Um, um, crea creativity. Yeah, uh, I'm a creative to the core, uh, whether that's music, whether that's poetry, whether that's um, um, coming up with new ideas, new ways of thinking. Um, Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, social justice. Uh, social justice is is something which I'm passionate about. Mental health. Um, uh, I, I, again, I've always been a supporter for uh, people with mental health. Um, um, now, now being part of that <laughs> group as well, um, but also uh, things like bullying, um, the, the campaigns against bullying, the sort of the pink shirt type uh, stuff as well. Um, that social justice, community well being, yeah. 
So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, seeing, seeing people achieve all they can be. Um, and for me at the moment, that's, that, that's including myself in, in that as well. Um, making sure that I can achieve all I, I want to do as well, but making sure that I can empower those people which I cross paths with so that they can actually do everything that they wish to be able to do. And the more I can do that, the better. So what's the biggest challenge you're looking forward to or opportunity perhaps in the next year or so? Um, I want to do a, a lot more music with the music. Um, the, the, the music is everything for me at the moment. It's, it's my passion. It's my um, outlet. It's, uh, um, and the more I can help people along the way in that journey, then that's great for me. It's great for other people, hopefully. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Apart from the message which we've always said is be kind, um, look after yourself, um, take time, breathe, uh, all those things, that, that advice which I'm being given to myself at the moment as well, um, is to, to take time to look after yourself and those people who, who are around you and take whatever time you need to look after yourself. It was interesting the when we first heard the be kind message, I think we all heard it as be kind to our neighbours. But then it came mm. in a little bit later with that actually it's about being kind to ourselves and perhaps that's a yeah. as important or more important message. Oh, absolutely. I think it's one of those things where people say we um, you can't help someone if your cup's empty. If if your cup is got something in it then you can share it but if your cup's empty then um, it's very difficult to share and help other people so look after yourselves thank you for that Mawira Paul uh, the world needs more people like you in case anyone hasn't said it to you for a long while thanks for everything that you do for everyone else we appreciate yeah. that and yeah. thanks for your honesty and for sharing so openly your struggles today and um, it's only because people talk about it that normalises it and and it just lets other people know that there is support out there and that they're not facing these challenges alone. So thank you very much for that. Um, and thank you for your kindness and, uh, and for your time tonight. Kia ora. Thank you. Look, it's, um, if I can help, if, if this is able to help other people in, in getting on and doing what they want to do, then, it's, then I'm happy to be part of it. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. I feel much better now. I really do. Is it synergy? We'll go to and see what we have. Is it synergy?
been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday and Friday afternoons at three and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tony McKenzie and this is Daryl Baser, Synergy at Home. I'm Samuel Mann, at home in Zoya's Bay, Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai, at home in Fakatani, and with Paul Allen, at home in South Dunedin. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.